Welcome to Bottom of the Bargain Bin. The Caped Crusader has gone through quite a varied cinematic history. In fact, when we're able to go see movies in the theater again, there's going to be a new Batman movie with Robert Pattinson. Yeah, you can say what you want, but there was a petition for Michael Keaton not to play Batman before the internet back in 1989. So, despite the inaccuracies compared to the source material, that movie was a hit. So, we should give it a chance. This new one, I mean. But, you know what? Maybe you shouldn't be given a chance, unless you're a Batman superfan and also a glutton for punishment. The original Batman serials. No, not talking about the 1960s TV show with Adam West. That's the Dark Knight compared to this trash. I'm, of course, talking about the serialized 1943 adaptation that played in theaters, often ending on some cheesy, sometimes even literal cliffhangers, only to have Batman or Robin escape immediately and easily the next week. These aren't good and have aged extremely poorly from the bare-bones production quality to the extremely racist depiction of Japanese people. Tolerate this inefficiency if you cannot carry out your assignment. I will get someone else to place. That's okay with me. I'm fed up with your Jap new order anyhow. Yes, this movie was made in the middle of World War II, so instead of using the Joker as the main villain, a new villain named Dr. Daka was created. His aim is to literally brainwash Americans to follow the rule of then-Emperor Hirohito with a mind-control device. So, this serial explained to you is pretty terrible, but if you didn't know anything about it, you might get suckered into buying it. Look at this packaging! The DVD box set came out on DVD in 2007, right around the time Batman Begins was getting released on DVD. Like, this is just shameless. That's not the first time they've pulled this either. It was released on VHS back in the 1980s, and even as far back as 1965, they re-released them to lead up to the Adam West movie in 1966. My dad actually saw this re-release and said they knew it sucked back then, too. There are 15 episodes of this serial in total, and they were all played back-to-back-to-back in theaters and on home video. The DVD box that I got was very cheap. I actually, yes, got it out of the bargain bin. And yeah, it is a good bargain because it has the other serial from 1949, making over eight hours of this crap for about $2. For obvious reasons, there was far too much of this for one video, so this review will be in several parts as I show you the horror that is Batman, the serialized movie. Episode 1 has a shot of Batman at his desk in the Batcave with bats flying around on strings, probably held up by fishing poles. The lighting is also off, so everything is super bright. It's the perfect visual representation of how terrible this movie is going to be. Also, since the serial was made during World War II, Batman and Robin are touted much more as American heroes than usual, or probably ever. Hidden headquarters of America's number one crime fighter, Batman. Yes, Batman, clad in the somber costume which has struck terror to the heart of many a swaggering denizen of the underworld. You'd expect it from Captain America, Superman, or even Wonder Woman, but it's so silly when it's Batman. They're even considered secret government agents in this version. The first episode sets up one of the driving forces of the whole serial. Bruce's girlfriend, Linda Page, needs help finding her uncle, Marty, who we know is abducted by Dr. Daka's Japanese gang. When I said this serial was racist, the, here's how they introduce Daka's lair. This was part of a foreign land transplanted bodily to America and known as Little Tokyo. Since a wise government rounded up the shifty-eyed Japs, it has become virtually a ghost street. Yeah, Daka and his henchmen are referred to Japs throughout the serial, and often identified by their eyes or their skin color. It'd be bad enough that Daka's just a white guy with his eyes slanted and an awful cartoon voice, but throwing slurs around as often as they do, and even referring to the U.S.'s internment camps as a good thing, is just horrible. It really could make this unwatchable for a lot of people, and 
Honestly, I wouldn't blame you. Dr. Daka hides in this racist amusement ride museum in Little Tokyo. What if someone accidentally stumbles upon it? They'd be killed? They'd be brainwashed too? Or the workers just paid off to look the other way? It's so confusing. So anyway, Dr. Daka needs radium for his ray gun and steals it from the Gotham Foundation. Batman and Robin thwart this plan, of course, and we get to see our first cliffhanger. This will be a common theme. Batman falls off the roof and it looks like he's gonna die. But when you tune in next week... He's fine. He just fell onto some scaffolding. That would still hurt. But after the fall, and now we're in episode two, Batman and Robin recover Daka's ray gun and hold the criminal who had it hostage for information. And Batman is being, like, really creepy here. Bruce also nearly kills Alfred with the ray gun. <laughs> you almost turned it into dust. That's funny. The criminal is then taken to the police. Daka, upset that he no longer has a secret weapon, thinks that Linda, who, by the way, works at the Gotham Foundation, might know. So he has her kidnapped by someone pretending to be Uncle Martin. Batman and Robin, there's some sleuth detective work, find where she is hidden, and make their grand entrance. Things are looking tough for our heroes, though. So you know what that means? Another cliffhanger. But not before the slowest, and I do mean slowest, electric spark in the history of cinema fails to get Batman before he jumps. Episode 3 is where we start to get progressively weirder. We get to see Dr. Daka use his mind control device on an underling who once again has failed his task because of the dynamic duo. It's a mix of the electric chair and the hairdryer from Blade Runner. Then they put a little metal hat on him and voila! He's under the doctor's control. Batman and Robin use Alfred as bait in a newspaper ad to lure the criminals to them. It backfires when someone pulls a gun on Alfred and our heroes intervene. In the pocket of one of the guys' jacket is a map of a train that they're going to blow up. Batman and Robin get there just in the nick of time. But trouble strikes when Batman is bopped on the head with a rubber monkey wrench and knocked out. The train is coming. Oh no! What's going to happen? Just kidding. Tune in next week. This is episode three, and you can already tell how annoying this is. Twelve more to go. Luckily, there's a play-all option on the DVD, but can you imagine having to wait a week just to watch Robin throw Batman into the river? <sighs> Nothing real interesting happens in episode four. Daka uses a trapdoor to kill someone by dropping them into a pit of alligators, which may or may not factor in later in the serial. Aside from that, Bruce pretends to be a Middle Eastern fortune teller and engages in a painfully bad car chase where he nearly blows up a car with that ray gun. Oh, Batman survives, by the way. Episode 5. Episode 5 is nutty and probably my favorite one so far. Batman and Robin use science to discover secret writing on this paper, leading them to an airplane hangar, hopefully to thwart the bad guy's plans. But... What Daka does in this episode makes a Rube Goldberg machine look like pressing a button. Dr. Daka receives a corpse from Japan. He then brings the dead body back to life for like 30 seconds so he can give his information in a picture slide and then he just dies again. Okay, 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 stop! Forget the ray gun or the radium or even the mind control. Dr. Daka has the ability to bring people back to life, and he uses it because he didn't want to make a phone call. What? No, like, nobody's saying, hey, 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 this is maybe, like, a scientific discovery ever. So, 
Daka brainwashes some more racist white people and sends them to steal a new airplane the Japanese are trying to rip off. Batman stows away on the airplane while Robin fights the brainwashed men. The plane, of course, takes off, and Batman fends off these henchmen in the actual plane. The army says, oh no, they stole the plane. Shoot it down! And yes, I don't have to tell you that Batman survives the plane crash, but like, he didn't even jump out. He just survives. In episode 6, Daka is still trying to get radium. Like, dude, you can bring people back to life. You have mind control. Work on that. Forget about the radium. But Daka's upset since the U.S. sunk one of their submarines. More propaganda. The criminals find their way to a lot of radium. Again. But, again, are thwarted by the dynamic duo. Alfred even goes undercover this time. And Batman dies in a fiery explosion. Just kidding, he's back the next week. Episode 7 sees Dr. Daka's men kidnapping the man who Alfred was impersonating because, surprise, surprise, he has access to radium. Again with the radium. Batman tracks him to a laundromat, I think, and almost gets crushed by an elevator. Now, if you want to know what happens to our caped crusader, tune in next week at 7.